0: Hey, it's Chris and Kylie. We're just a couple of jerks who need help following Jesus. Our podcast is all
1: about humility and finding direction and purpose, especially when life gets hard or things don't turn out like we thought they would. Welcome to Following Jesus for Jerks. Well,
0: hello, hello, hello. Hi, everybody. Thanks for uh, thanks for tuning back in. For downloading this, we uh, we continue to be blown away. I think we've said this a couple times. I don't know what a podcast is supposed to look like, like what good numbers are and good stats are. I just know that every week there's more. There are more and more people tuning into our podcast and downloading it onto their devices for listening. At least I hope you're listening. Wow. You know, and so I'm. I'm. We're we're very very grateful. Yeah. And uh, I don't know that that just. That, that says to me that this is valuable. That there's there's something happening with this. And um, coolest compliment came from my uh, <laughs> uh, ultra conservative father. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I don't even think I told you this. Um, where you know we did that episode after the the Capitol riots, mm-hmm. and I had told my dad just to kind of prep him, like, hey, you know, uh, the tomorrow's episode. I was told this, you know, number of weeks ago, I was like, hey, the episode you're going to download tomorrow, just, you know, hey, you know, let me know what you think of it, we get, we get a little, we get a little political, we didn't get very political, but we got a little political, yeah. and we'd love for you to check it out, and immediately he was like, oh, Chris, why'd you do that, you know, because, you know, him and I are on little, little different sides of the fence, and we still love each other, and respect each other, but, but we're on, we're on, like, like I said, a little, little, we have a little bit different views, and he's like, oh, why'd you go get political, you guys shouldn't have done that, you know, that. And I was like, you know, just just listen, Dad. Just just listen, and uh, tell me what you think. I, I really I value your your feedback and your your advice, and don't don't judge anything. Just listen to it. And my dad listened to it, and and he, he texted me after. He's like, that was so good. And I was like, did did we get like you know? Do you, what do you think? Like, did we get too political? Did we not? And he was like, nope. He goes, forget everything I told you. <laughs> he goes, we all, you know, that's exactly what I needed to hear. And that's what that's what people need to hear right now. That's what Christians need to hear right now. And that just, man, that was that was so cool. Just, you know, I, I my dad is one of the most humble men I know, hmm. and it's funny the the father I have now, right? And over the last fifteen years of my life of adulthood, of addiction, of divorce, of trying to you know turn my life around, the father I have now is not the one i grew up with and it has been it has been it has been incredible seeing my father's change as he's as he's turned from being a typical egyptian man right all all the
1: stereotypes
0: that are going in your head right now I, are exactly right <laughs> i don't
1: i don't know what that means like I don't know a typical Egyptian Yeah, like he was he was kind of rough and gruff on us and Gotcha.
0: you know, I I don't um my dad listens to this dad, I love you and I mean everything I'm saying. Like I'm not trying to I'm not trying to out you or anything like that, you know. But I I just yeah, as a kid, I remember not having much like not having much value as a as a child in an, uh, in an Egyptian run household. I I didn't I didn't have much value. I didn't have nothing I said really mattered. You know, um, I didn't. I wasn't entitled to very much of an opinion or thought, and it was always just, "This is the way things go." And, and there's, you know, there's a lot more than that that I, we don't need to get into. But to see the the tender man he is now, to see the humility he walks with now, and the love he walks with, mm-hmm. my dad is seriously one of the most humble and the kindest men I know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, yeah, it's just it's just a good thing. I don't know. I'm just bragging on him a little bit.
1: No, that's really, it's really good. It's really good.
0: Yeah, was talking with my my sister, my brother in law about this, and we all agree, Dad, you're a cool guy. All right, well here so we prou-
1: are. So proud of of Bob, Bob Ayshek Bob Bob
0: Wahib. That's his Egyptian name. Really? Yeah. So he came do, over. He came over with a bunch of siblings. You know, they all came from Egypt. And depending on when they came, they have different last names. (laughs) And some of them changed their first name as well. My Mm. dad was one of them.
1: Do you have an Egyptian name? I don't. I'm Chris. You know, as you were sharing that, it was... uh, Isn't that the hope for all of us? Like, that we're on this continual journey of maturity and and change? And how, how much have we learned at our age? And I would hope that that would just... Would just continue to uh-huh. be open to to listen and to yeah. learn and to grow. And, yeah, and that's why we're doing this, right? Yeah, yeah. for sure. So,
0: you have to find an Egyptian last name. Actually, if I I have a baptismal name because I got baptized in the the Coptic Orthodox Church, which is like the Egyptian Orthodox Church, and I don't have a middle name. But if I did have a middle name, it would be this baptismal name, which is very Egyptian. Beshoy.
1: Beshoy. Yeah,
0: that would be my. Egyptian name.
1: Can I just start calling you that? No. Oh.
0: Okay. No, you can't. <laughs> Thanks for asking, but no. What's up,
1: Bishoy? What's up, Beshoy? What's up, Beshoy? <laughs> <B-shoy>? <laughs>
0: it don't turn into a rapper name. It would be B shoy
1: <laughs> Lil. Lil? Lil Lil Shoy Sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Lil Bishoy. Oh, my goodness. Oh, we're so Hey, terrible. we just as a fun learning about... This is just something I love to ask kids sometimes mm-hmm. because I have a very opinionated view. Uh-huh. Are you ready? Like, this yeah. is really... This that, is very, very important. The listeners want to know. Okay. This is very important, highly valuable information. All right.
0: I don't mind pineapple on pizza. It's not my favorite thing.
1: Whoa, you went in the right direction. See, we always we always end up talking about food. <laughs> food. <laughs> Last episode <laughs> was sugar. Sugary soda. Sugary soda. <laughs> what is your favorite sugary soda? What did you buy? Ah, oh, what didn't I buy? No oh multiple. Yeah. Yeah. Not multiple, but very variable flavors. Yeah.
0: Cream sodas. A couple different oh, flavors of cream whoa. sodas and highly sugary. Doctor Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Dr. is my jam. That's
1: that's my, like, guilty pleasure. Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Yeah. My kids like Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Okay, so. Uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I jumped the gun a On the bit. same, okay. On the same wavelength, if you were to ever eat this again, because none of us should, what are the best fast food French fries? Oh, easy.
0: Not even a question. Burger King French
1: fries. Oh, my gosh. That, no. You're Burger wrong. King French fries. You are wrong. Hands down. You are wrong.
0: Yeah, I didn't even have to think about that. Wait, you're not like a McDonald's guy, are you?
1: No, I'm not a no, I'm not a Burger King person at all. However, I did actually. Oh shoot, I shouldn't. Dang it! Dang it! Dang it! it. Dang it, after after one of our kids, after her basketball games, because mm-hmm. it's late, she hasn't eaten since lunch mm-hmm. usually, mm-hmm. Um, we'll stop and get her something. And and she loves fast food. And it's turned to Burger King. So two nights ago, I did have a medium fry. In the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy it? From Burger King. Did you enjoy it? Um, enjoy it as, no. Because one, I shouldn't have, oh God, had, it. I, I shouldn't I have had it. I'm sorry. I should have had it way? at 9 o'clock. Did you finish it? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that tells us everything we need to know. <laughs> I, I, But no, you're wrong. Burger King fries. All right, so what is not, it? What's what, Okay, what would be your top three? What are the next two? I mean... Let's see if we can get ourselves in the same wavelength. See, we don't always agree. No. On the important issues <laughs> of life. <laughs> Bur- I don't know. I like the crispiness of Burger King fries. Okay, what are the
0: other two? I didn't ask I you know. what you liked uh, about them. I'm not a big McDonald's fan. Wendy- I like Wendy's. I like Wendy's fries, as long as they're okay. not soggy. This sea salt. But that's kind of it, right? What else is
1: there? Oh, see, I, you're still missing the mark for me. I mean, what do you? Do, okay, I think the best French fries, fast food French fries, hands down. Mm-hmm. rallies. I don't.
0: I don't, don't know that I've ever had don't, rallies. Don't. You, I don't know that I've ever had rallies. No, I have when it was oh Checkers, my, or not when it was. Checkers. It's the same thing. Check. I've had Checkers, and they do like that season thing. Yeah, they?
1: I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. It's okay. Man, I'm not sure we can be friends anymore. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I, i I'm, rallies. Um, I don't know if this is fast food or not. Five Guys. Five Guys. Yeah, yeah for sure. See, I was thinking to myself, it's five not guys. fast food. Okay. If
0: if we are going to consider fast food, I'd put that. I'd put that up there. I don't know if I would put it. Yeah, I'd put it above. i put it above Burger King. Yeah. But I don't know that I consider Five Guys fast food.
1: Okay, but I would also go as number two if five guys is out of the equation I would go with Culver's I like Culver's fries
0: never had Culver's fries I'll tell you what I have had I'll tell you what I have had from Culver's that has changed my life ooh life changing life changing cheese curds oh yeah so okay just can we pause for a minute
1: (laughs) can we tell everybody how healthy we are as individuals
0: Uh, to people outside of the Midwest we don't really have cheese curds it's not a thing outside of the midwest and maybe you've been like me maybe you've seen it at a fair and you've been like what what the heck is that then you should no, fried, no thank you fried cheese you yeah. should get some you should you should call it what it's and it's not mozzarella sticks they're not it's different than mozzarella it is. sticks it is it's a different kind of cheese and it's prepared differently and it's freaking delicious
1: there was a it's now called something different but right across straight east of fort wayne in Antwerp, Ohio, small little village is used to be an AW root beer stand. Like still mm-hmm. you you pull in, you order at the thing, you know, you roll down your window and the whole deal. And they had the best cheese curds, really? better than Culver's. Really? I don't know they anyone bigger, else. They were bigger.
0: I tried them at a fair here in Fort Wayne. I wouldn't have tried them otherwise, but someone made me try them yeah. and I was like, This is delicious. Yes. And and the first time I ever seen them at a restaurant is Culver's.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You can't find them
0: they're hot Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. it was uh, They were life so good. changing they were so good they were I think the, the, one of the reasons they were so good because I expected them to be terrible mm. and they were really good and it just blew me away
1: just in the hopes that someone out there that I used to be on staff with Woodland football coaches staff this is this is the most life changing thing Gizzards from Nine Mile Nine Mile is a local... I know, Nine Mile. Nine Mile. Gizzards. Yeah. Yeah, Everybody hears Gizzards and goes, no, 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 no. No, No, I'm on board with Gizzards. But these, and it's really their batter, it's life-changing. It will change your life.
0: The reason I'm on board with Gizzards
1: is because my daughter,
0: my little nine-year-old daughter, her favorite food in the world, chicken hearts. Really? Yeah. And it's because she lived in Brazil for a little tiny bit.
1: I didn't they, I've never even heard of
0: that. It's a thing. Chickens well, have hearts. I, I believe <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that the Brazilian restaurant in town, before they closed down, I mean, we'd go there, she would clean them out. Mm. She would clean out Tucanos and they knew her. They knew us. What and, were they
1: called? Oh, the restaurant? No, 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 no. Chicken Hearts. Oh, I thought you just said a different Tucanos.
0: Word. That's the that's the restaurant. Oh, the restaurant. Yeah, okay, the one they closed gotcha. down. But gotcha.
1: Um yeah,
0: chicken hearts. Favorite thing. Wow! It, to this day, it's her favorite food.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I'll have to ask her about that. You, you go ahead. You don't believe me. We used to go any any football game we were playing south. Mm-hmm. You would we, stop there. We would we would come back th- past nine mile, and Just we that. would pick up pans like legit wow. pans of, and go back at nine ten o'clock at night. In the coach's office and just <laughs> destroy that's awesome, and then feel absolutely miserable the next day <laughs> wow, wow
0: anyway well yeah. we we promise next episode, no food talk, <laughs> no, we don't promise that. what's your favorite kind <laughs> of salad
1: <laughs> oh and and I say that we're we're laughing, but like. I'm eating extremely healthy, so like we could talk about what you eat on your salad. <laughs> we're not we're not picking fun at all. Yeah, but it, and it's, it's and
0: let's be. Kylie's also speaking for himself right there.
1: Well, we're I'm all we're part. all on a journey. We're all on a journey. Yeah. yeah, my
0: journey's more towards bacon than anything else ba- right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> bacon, <laughs> bacon, the universal food.
0: Which I guess you can put that on a salad. Bacon. Yeah, a little yeah. candy, a little candied bacon, bacon bits.
1: Bacon bits, bacon which, bits, still bacon, still bacon. Yeah, yeah. Do you well, buy t- bacon bits or do you <clears throat> make them? Neither, right now. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I typically don't make bacon to put on my salad. Okay, but if I am at a restaurant, there is there is where we can go next time. Okay, on the next show, best salad bar, which maybe is more of a local thing.
0: I don't know. No one's doing salad bars right now, man.
1: Yeah. Where
0: are you going that's still serving a salad bar? I'm going to call the health department.
1: We went to a local establishment.
0: Is it Rayleigh Field?
1: No. Oh. R- trolley bar. Troll- I don't know. Troll- <clears throat> trolley bar.
0: Um, oh, in north end of town? Yeah. I've, seen I've never been there.
1: Um, high end. We, we're just hanging out with my brother and sister-in-law. And uh, they have a salad bar, but they bring you a slip that has all the... Things on oh, it, and you check off what, and they make it. Okay, okay. So it's similar. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know,
0: I get it. So
1: yeah, I like so, that. Yeah, it's it's nice. not
0: like that. Uh, sir, why is bacon circled, underlined, checked? <laughs> and did you bring a highlighter from home? <laughs> there was no bacon. <laughs> Sir, you turned in four sheets, and they all <laughs> only say bacon. That's yeah. the
1: that's the part. All I had was a salad, okay. and because I'm eating the way I am, I I didn't know and I didn't ask, like because I was like, well, usually a salad bar, I I could go up again if I wanted to mm-hmm. or needed to, and so I was still
0: hungry. But that's only, all right. only restaurant to uh, make money <laughs> during the <laughs> pandemic, <laughs> it's because everyone's so scared to write what they really want. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the the waiter or waitress is going to shame me when they come back. <laughs> well, where are we well, going today, Kylie? Well, let's, it's... uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh my goodness. The last episode we kind of, ah, uh, what's, <clears throat> what's the term we kind of tippy toed around a little mental health. I know yeah. we've brought it up before and, yep. and I, I, I just think that, it, um, let's, let's talk about mental health and kind of where we are as a society, um, where we are as uh, our individual stories a little yeah. bit, where the church does and should land on, on, uh, mental health issues. And so I don't know how much we'll get into. Maybe it'll, maybe this will be a, a, uh, two separate podcast yeah. episodes, I mean, but <clears throat> Yeah, I think as a society we're we've, we're seeing and experiencing a lot of mental health issues. Yeah. <clears throat> I think we have generally an increase over the last ten years or so, but especially here as we've gone through the pandemic and quarantine, and I think a lot of it's just we were not built for ice, you know, yeah. to be isolated <clears throat> from each other. So do
0: you do you, th- you you said something interesting? You said we've been seeing an increase in the last ten years or so. Do you, do you believe that's actually true? Or do you believe we're just... I'm not talking about the church. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking just as a, as, a, as a culture, as a society, as a, as a Western American society, do you think we're just talking about it more? Or becoming more accepting of people who, to be able to out themselves and say, hey, I, I have some mental health issues. I need help.
1: Accepting, yeah. aware. It's become a language. There's been a lot more research done yeah. on it. You know, like... I listen to Brene Brown a lot. You know, she's got a lot of research with, you know, mental health issues, traumatic brain, you know, where trauma comes from shame's role in that. And yeah, I think a lot, I think you're right in that generationally, if there were issues, it wasn't talked with, it talked about, and maybe it wasn't dealt with. And, um, I think there are also issues that are bringing it more to light and, and maybe creating and stirring more. I mean, the thing that is I worked in a high school pretty much for 19 years and you see the, the explosion of phones in everybody's hands and social media and how that develops in kids and and adults, right? Like the comparison of, you know, nobody's posting pictures of themselves. You know, waking up in the morning without right. any makeup on and, you know, looking like a hot mess or the the times that aren't real All beautiful, right. like everything's this filtered view, uh, this presentation of myself, mm. which probably as I mean, we continue to talk about humility and vulnerability like there's not a lot of vulnerability to that. Well, no. <clears throat> I think we can. We can use it in that way if we choose to, but I think overall it creates this comparison, and I've got to look this way, yeah. live this way, present myself this way, um, which is exhausting. One, and I think it strips us away from our unique individuality yeah. of I'm and my comfort with myself, and, and it's not authentic. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's, that's
0: why it rubs up against all three of those things. It's not authentic.
1: Yeah. We, 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 Which the intent was that we would all get to connect with each other in that way, in an authentic way. But I think that drives... So I'm either part of this particular class of, or, or I look this particular way or or I don't. And I think it can create an unhealthy self-view um, over time. So you 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 pool that with so some of the negative and maybe where some of it comes from with the stressors of life to live up to this. <clears throat> I've got to be this particular type of person. In adulthood, I, I've got to raise my kid this way. Their party's got to look. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't have, right? We went from asking someone to go to prom To now, it's this elaborate, almost like, like a proposal. I mean, it's a it's a promposal, I think it's called. Right, right. right. Like things like that, where even engagements, all those things, and I'm like, they're it's beautiful. It's great to have those memories, but sometimes I think about a I think about a wedding, like I, as I perform a wedding, and I think about everything that goes into a wedding. And I've heard this. I've heard this said before. The whole wedding ceremony. Everything is designed around what the pictures are going to look like. Hmm. Like the reality is, hey, grab your friends and your family. Let's meet here. Like right, it's a it's a heart connection. It's before the, all those things. It's a covenant. But everything else is designed around what pictures are going to look like twenty hmm. years from now. Yeah, and it's like can we just be comfortable with who we are and what this is about and live in the real. And and again, I'm not hammering it, you know, photography or, or, or weddings or anything like that. But if you think about it, the foundation is, is that it's the presentation. So we have all these things societally that are going on. And then you throw in, you know, we were all locked down for three months or whatever. And still, you know, we've got masks on, We're disconnected from people. Keep your distance. All these things that I think our original design was to be connected, to be Mm -hmm. in community, to know one another, to not feel isolated. And we have just seen an increase in mental health issues. We've seen an increase in the suicide rate. I mean, just dramatic and drastic. And we can start to, to lose hope so what do we do about it? You know, like what do we, how do we enter in? And, and I think one of the things that I think is extremely valuable and you mentioned it is that we take the stigma off of mental health, yeah. you know, that we, uh, that I, I, I walk in depression and anxiety, or these are the issues that I deal with when it's hidden, again it, it keeps us away from yeah. the community and the connection that we need and deserve somebody was telling me yesterday was it you?
0: I, I don't know. Uh, don't say <laughs> what it is and then <laughs> the, <laughs> if it was good or not then we'll say it is. somebody was, was
1: <laughs> overseas and uh, Africa maybe Uganda I don't I don't remember exactly where but they talked about the suicide rate is so incredible like it, there there is none mm. because they what's, live what's me? They live their lives in such community and such connection with each other that if something, you know, there are people to lift them up to, you know, and there's not this shame associated. There's not this hiding associated. And so um, I think it's extremely valuable that we talk about it, that we don't make it something that's weird, that we love each other in it. And so I think it's important for the church to talk about it. I mean, what it, in the community in a, in the context of community in a church community, if one of our people gets pneumonia, if one of our people gets cancer, like we've got a meal train lined up, we are sending cards, we are praying for. Why would it look different because of a mental health issue, a mental illness? Then it's like we pull back because like oh there must be something weird going on right. or we don't know how to deal with yeah, it because say, we're, we're just we not being open yep, about it
0: because we don't understand and and the shame that's attached to it mm-hmm. uh, you 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 nailed it I think you talk about about shame because you might be wondering right was you listening to this like what, what 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 the heck do these two guys have to like these two jerks like what the heck do they have to talk about with mental health. I think, I think that we're having this conversation for a few important reasons. Reason number one, my journey with mental health. Reason number two, your journey with mental health, Kylie. And reason number three is humility. Humility and being vulnerable and humbling ourselves is the doorway to having this kind of conversation and to, to, to make it more acceptable on a, on, a, on a larger scale to have these kind of conversations.
1: I was part of a, um, I don't know the term for it, a committee mm-hmm. uh, regarding mental health in the church, um, in our area. And I remember early on, and this isn't condemnation of, uh, but I think it, it it points to some of the problem or, or, or issues within the church is we're sitting around this table And we're talking about mental health and even our own mental health issues. And how do we stop the stigma of, you know, mental health and the negative stigma? And and there were several people that were like, well, I, you know, I don't, I can't just stand up in front of my congregation and, and share, you know, for fear of Mm -hmm. right fear of I'm going to lose my job or I'm going to look down. And I'm like, if we can't stand up in front of a group of people and be honest about who we are and the things we struggle with, then I don't get it. Like, yeah, yeah. like we should be the ones, in my opinion, as leaders to to make the to put this out in the open and to go. This these are issues I have. I struggle with depression. I ha- <clears throat> otherwise we're like we've talked about before. We all walk into a building on Saturday night or Sunday morning and everything's good and yep, every, right. everything's okay. It's am like, fine. Yeah, that's yeah. not, and that's not. That's not vulnerable, and so I think it's very important that we bring it to and the I, forefront.
0: And I think it's it's interesting. I think uh, I think I think sometimes we have this idea of what a mental health conversation is going to look like, um, or or what instability looks like, right? And it's oh, I hear voices, or I hear this, or I struggle with that. It's like, man, it could be the like for I could tell you in my life, and I and I and, I, and yeah. I'll, I'm, I'll give you the minute and a half version, and I and I really want you you as well, Kylie, to Mm-hmm. share kind of a bit of your journey and uh and then we'll we'll dive more into this next next week but i mean for me it was it, i i didn't recognize it until a year and a half two years into what i learned was depression <laughs> but it didn't it didn't appear the same way as i'd seen in other people i wasn't mm-hmm. i wasn't moping around everywhere no one would have guessed it actually the biggest the biggest symptom in my life that i that i could put my finger on even to this day of that year and a half two year period of my life where it was unchecked and untreated was i was just lacking drive i've always been a pretty like type a go getter driven kind of person i'm usually like the most dominant personality in most rooms I'm I walk into and most groups. I'm a part of, I'm a natural leader and, and I still was around people. I was super, super dominant. I was a lead. I was a leader around people, but I, little by little, I started losing drive in other areas of my life, hmm. whether it was in my walk with the Lord, whether it was in my business, I, whether it was the way I was taking care of myself and my household, I was just losing drive, and I've only shared this with a couple people before, but I'm I'm I am going to share this now, and I'm I'm not I'm not going to I'm not being cr- I don't want to be crude in what I share, but I, I want to share the moment that I realized I needed help, and it was about two years of just little by little losing drive in my life, and I mean I was I was staying in bed longer, I was staying in bed more frequently, and all these things, but. One night, I got up to go to the bathroom. Have I ever, I don't know if I ever shared this with you, Kylie. And again, I, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to be crude in what I'm about to share, but I got up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom to go pee. And I'm, I'm in my bathroom and I start peeing. And I realize just being in the middle of the night and I wasn't fully awake yet, I missed the toilet. Not like, oops, like I was peeing behind the toilet and it and I and I noticed after I mean half a second is all it took to notice and I snapped out of it out of my like oh my god I'm so tired right like I snapped out I was fully aware and fully awake and I saw what I was doing and I was like eh, I don't care and I kept peeing behind the toilet I was done I don't remember if I actually flushed the toilet or not (laughs) And and I and I and I and and when I was done, I, I I didn't I didn't go right back to bed. I went and I you know I I got some towels. I cleaned up. I mopped the area, but I that morning I called my doctor, and I spoke to a few I spoke to a few friends and, and then I called my doctor and I went went saw him got an appointment that day and described it. and he's like Chris like I'm struggling with depression like it's totally normal. He was so accepting of the conversation and. And uh, prescribe prescribe something, and and I think the act of that, right, the act of talking to, to a professional, talking to my friends, I I, th- I that was the beginning of the journey. It wasn't taking that first pill, right? Although although it helped, right? But so for me, it wasn't. Yeah, I, no one, no one, nobody looked at me and was like, "Oh yeah, I can tell." When I when I told them, like, "Hey, this is this is what I've been struggling with," not, not a single person was like, "Yeah, I've noticed it all over you." Not at all i I was I felt myself around people. It was just that little inward drive was missing that got worse and worse, so much so that I didn't have the drive to change my aim, <laughs> you know realizing what I was doing hmm.
1: that's interesting because I in very similar light didn't recognize it yeah um, after you know two and a half years of two two and a half years of just difficult you know within our house just a lot of change um a lot of my control issues came out within that but it just got to the point with me where I was in the same thing like I visualized um depression as this sad Mm -hmm. down withdrawn you know withdrawn sort of of person or feeling um and i didn't feel that i didn't have that right but i i noticed i don't even remember necessarily the circumstances other than i remember teresa and i went for a walk just through our neighborhood we just went for a walk and i'm like i don't feel right and she looked at me and she goes yeah you're i'm like something's wrong with me and she goes yeah i think you know you should see the doctor <clears throat> so called the doctor go through you know, the, 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 evaluation, the questionnaire, you know, that gives you a score. And she's like, yeah, you're, uh, you're moderately severely depressed. We will put you in that category. And I was like, <laughs> and and then I, you know, started to do more research and she was having discussions with me like, and with some of my friends that have walked through it that I started just to just enter into those conversations. And they were like, yeah, and then i noticed i'm agitated all the time mm. i'm very short with people i'm tired all the time like all these things where i wouldn't have recognized as depression like right, right. you're just being a jerk and you're right. tired you know and um but it led to and 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 i'm i mean just totally honest there were there've been a couple times within that 2 years where i had to leave the house for whatever reason but in anger yeah where i had moments of like maybe this would all be better if I wasn't here, you know, maybe it'd be better if I just, you know, punched the gas and took off over this bridge, you know, like that's just real. Like, and so I'm like, that's not who I've been created to be. That's not who I want to be. That's not what's healthiest for my, my family, my marriage, like all those things, things. And so I'm sure we're going to get into this for another episode, but we are people of faith Yeah, and, but I also believe that, you know, I started on an antidepressant and recognized after a couple months, okay, I needed a little bump, you know, and I've also tried to, to withdraw and it, it's just been an interesting journey and it's not a, it's a fluid journey and maybe Maybe somebody out there needs to investigate that. Maybe somebody needs medication yeah. um, I'm a believer that that we need Jesus and we need counselors and we need medication at times. I'm not a run to medication is the first option for sure, and that's I even said that to my doctor, like I don't necessarily want to be on meds, but I'm not afraid like i'm not <clears throat> I'm not hesitant if that's necessary. Right. For a time or for the rest of my life. I don't know what that looks like. Um, And she was super helpful through that. But again, I think you recognized it um, in a unique way. I recognized it in a unique way. But if if we're not open and vulnerable and inviting people in to having real discussions, being authentic... Like, hey, this is a feeling or emotion that I walked through yesterday or have walked through. And I think that's why we see the increase right now in the suicide rate is because not only are people feeling and experiencing a lot of different emotions because of isolation, there's there's a hesitation maybe or there's a disconnect to be able to talk to people or other people to notice. I agree. Even the, Even my doctor was like, We often have spouses or significant others come to the appointments because they will recognize changes in you, positive or negative, before you will. Hmm. Because you're just living life, you're too close to it, you're too into it, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm unashamed about talking about all of it um, because I think it's important. Yeah, like we've talked about before, until things are brought out of darkness into the light. It's hard to find healing yeah, until things are revealed. It's, it's hard for the Lord to do uh, a healing work in. I just, I'm, I think it's something that we, we have to continue to talk about. Um, yeah. I, yeah don't I, I, agree. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, if anything, if maybe, you know, hearing here in the snippet of my story and the snippet of Kylie's story, and there there's so much more to both, but you you get the gist of it. Is you know, I wasn't I wasn't hearing voices. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, Kylie's Kylie's wife well, Teresa wasn't, you know, calling the police like he's a different person, you know, <laughs> like, like these are subtle. These are subtle things. These are things that maybe don't look like they they're they're unique, like you said it, they're unique for each person. Mm-hmm. But all of that is the journey of mental health. And that had you not spoken up, you not said something to Teresa, had I not called my doctor, like we'd still be in this. Right? Like, do you, do you ever think about that? Like, uh, so here, here here, I am two years later. Here, here you are about a year and a half later, right?
1: Less than that. Yeah. Less
0: than that. And, and it's like, man, how much, where else would I have peed? <laughs> right? Like, how much worse? How much worse would it have gotten until until we spoke up until I said something? Or the same for you, right? How how many more bridges would you have would you have driven over and had those thoughts? Yeah. And man, if anything, we just encourage you. And we're going to unpack this. I don't know, maybe another episode, maybe another two, but we're going to unpack this some more. And some uh, little, you know, we're not we're no we're not counselors. We're not. I mean, we're we've said it a million times. We're just a couple of jerks. Yeah. But we're hungry. Going, we're hungrily going after Jesus and know what He's done in our lives and know He can do it for you. And so, and if you if you are struggling, like talk, I encourage you to talk to someone. If you don't have anyone, man, Kylie and I are both on social media. Hit us up. Yeah. yeah seriously, sure. we, we're not gonna pretend to have answers, but we'll we'll be someone to, that we can listen. Yeah. All right, we can pray with you, we can cry with you, we can celebrate with you as as, as you start your own journey um but this is like this is this is re- this is real life and i i wish i i so and i'm i'm i don't want to get down on the church i'm not trying to no but no i wish this stuff was talked about on sunday morning yeah i wish i wish i I can't, I can't wait to for the time i see a church service where you know on the way out the door it's not the pastor greeting you know thanking people it's you know a, a, a line of counselors <laughs> ready to receive you <laughs> Yeah. You know, because this, this is important, but because it's not being talked about on, on Sunday mornings, this is why we're here and this stuff is so important. And it's, it's as life or death as anything else. So,
1: yeah, I, I, I'm encouraged. <clears throat> I mean, I don't want to leave it necessarily. I'm encouraged that I think more, there is becoming more of an awareness that it is yeah. being talked about more. Um, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm with Chris just, uh, be, find people to talk to be real. I mean, our, our whole, our whole deal is humility and vulnerability. And so be honest and real about the the thoughts and emotions that are um, the darkness sometimes that we can encounter to, to just to find help. If you need help to find somebody to talk to, I'm a huge, you know, I, I'm not, I know we just primarily talked about um, medication Uh, and a physician, but man, I think everybody should see a counselor. I just, you know, there's no shame in that. It's, uh, I see a counselor, it depends, but you know, a couple times a month to once a month. And I'm just going to, I've learned that I'm going to keep that regular. And um, some people need it weekly, wherever you're at in your stage of life. But, you know, there are so many things to help make us healthier, to give us uh, the ability to to learn and to grow,
0: and and next week, you know, we're just going to share about how, ever since that that moment in our lives, everything's been super great, and we haven't had any mental health struggles ever since. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, we'll get to that next week. Yeah. Spoiler alert: that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> but we love you guys. We pray for you. Pray for us. And uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Bye. Let's <laughs>